my friends, welcome to the Divine Your Life podcast. My mission in this podcast, in this life, in my job is to help align the mind and body with deep healing so you can access your truth and your power and divine your life. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you do, please share, like, comment, review all the things. I appreciate you so much, and let's dive right in. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Divine Your Life podcast and my solo episode hosted by moi. I'm so happy to have you here. And it's been a minute since I've A, posted an episode, but B, posted a solo episode. And I think the reason for that is I really wanted to get clear on my message here. I love to have intelligent and empowered people on to provide so much content and education and tools and all the things that you guys love. And I also love to come on in real time and be vulnerable and raw and authentic in expressing what it is that I'm navigating in my life, in my day, in real time and how I do that. Because we as humans need more resources and more tools to learn how to become the active operators of our system right? How do we meet an emotion that comes up and not be reactive, but responsive, lead with curiosity? And I have a real life version for you today of something that I navigated through, something that was prominent and loud and a lot louder than it's been in a really long time. And just expressing what came up, how I responded and almost went into a three-year-old consciousness and got myself out of it through it. And then how I effectively communicated it to the person that I was dealing with it, which is my partner. Because just as it is so important for us to learn to become the operators of our system to be able to lead with curiosity, get ourselves back grounded and into our evolved adult self leading. It's so much more or it's so, it is also so important that we're able to effectively communicate these things with our partners and create the space for us to better understand each other and deepen our connection and show up for each other in a way that meets our needs. So a really real, raw, transparent episode today. The first 20 minutes is just going to be talking about how I navigated this and how you too can navigate and better understand your system as things arise. And then the second part, I'm going to have Cole on just to talk about how we communicated and effectively worked through the rupture in our relationship to repair it effectively, right? And not just let it grow into resentment. I heard a quote the other day by Jordan Peterson. He said, conflict delayed is conflict multiplied. And I love that because the human experience, many of us don't want to go into conflict, but only when we go into the discomfort of conflict, can we actually create clarity, compassion, connection, confidence, right? All of that comes from moving through effectively the conflict that comes up in our life. So 
let's just dive right in. And actually, before I do, I do want to mention that I am launching a new group program called Soul Strong. This is for my ladies. Soul Strong landed to me in a prayer, actually, with God. It was so clear and prompted on my heart. It is for women who are looking to up-level in every area of their life. The soul, the connection to self, connection to others, connection to source, paired with the strength the physical strength, of course, the health and nutrition, but the strength to move through abundance, the strength to move towards our passion and our purpose and be resilient in what we know is meant for us and have the discernment to know what is not. Soul Strong is a full body experience. It brings in the mind, the body, the soul. It creates deeper connection and allows you to connect to yourself in such a way that you likely never have before to gain the confidence and really close the gap between you and your intuition, you and your higher self, you and your abilities, that desire for more. If you're living in kind of a robotic and automatic life like the majority of us are, right? It's so easy to go through our days and look up at the end thinking, what have I done? Who am I? What is happening? And this just gives you such a deeper level of connection to yourself, which inadvertently gives you a deeper level of connection to everyone around you, everything around you, every experience around you becoming present in your body in such a way that you can live through a lens of perspective, awareness, ease, flow, and just not so much rigidity. So if you're at all interested in in that program, please reach out to me. But without further ado, let's just jump right into the episode. And let me just get really, really raw and vulnerable with you around what's been happening in my life and in my relationship. And I'll start by saying that Cole is amazing and I love him so much, but just like every other couple, we have our ruptures, we have our issues, we have our hard conversations. And even though we are the most communicative relationship that I've ever been in, there is so much room for growth, right? We are still learning each other. We are learning what triggers each other, what the emotional ruptures are and how to fix them and move through them. So today in live time, I woke up and an ongoing issue that's been in our relationship is me being always on time and him being always loosely on time or delayed or late or in flow. And honestly, I'm not like a super hyper rigid type A person, but because he is not either, I feel like I turn it on in our relationship. Like I really turn on this naggy, rigid want to be on time to everything, obnoxious, feminine mess, if I will, because he is so flowy and go with the flow and late to everything and on his time. So I'll just name that it's been an ongoing issue in our relationship, probably close to the beginning of our relationship, something that we've been navigating, something that he's been working on. But today it really landed just how much I need to work on this, right? So just some context. We, uh, He lives across the street. We don't always stay together. So last night he went home to his space. I went home to my space and we agreed to go to the gym together. We agreed to go to the gym and then to church, which means we have to get up at a certain window because I have a puppy. He has a puppy. Navigate, take care of all the things, meet at a certain time, get to the gym at a certain time, and then therefore to be able to get to church and right and have our days. So I wake up and I'm don't really want to get up if I'm being really honest. I'm freaking tired and I want to stay in bed, but I have this commitment, right? And so I wake up, I do the dog, and my whole brain, my whole morning is kind of robbed to the fact that we have this meeting time that we're supposed to meet to go to the gym to get all of these things done. 
And per usual, I'm worried about the dog. I'm getting everybody's needs met. I'm getting my needs met. I'm doing everything that I can. And it comes time to meet and he's not there. And, you know, normally this would just be like, I'm frustrated. I get in the car a little pissy and five minutes later, we're great and holding hands. But this morning was just different. I was so triggered. I was so emotionally aroused. I was so frustrated. It overwhelmed my body in such a way. Again, I haven't had this experience for a really long time, but just to be totally honest, I was anxious. I went to his place and then I turned around and went back. I told him that we were going to drive separate and that I was going to see him later. And I spiraled into such an old pattern, right? And take this into the context of your life and maybe a circumstance that happened to you recently or just really to sit closely with me as I navigate this experience because it's so real. So I have this emotional reaction. I tell him, screw it. I don't want to meet with you. I'm going to go do my own thing today. You've lost your chance. You don't respect me. Da, 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 right? There's this whole human story that's going on in my system. And I he calls me and he's like, Why is this a big deal? This should not be a big deal. I am 10 minutes late. I'm or however late. Like, what is the problem? And I was so aroused. We ended up getting in the car and navigating and, and getting there together. But what I did it right when we got in the car is I sat realized that this situation was actually a pretty neutral charge, right? Like he's a few minutes late. He got a little bit stuck behind and I was wanting to be on time. Neutral charge that has this really negative charge that's now placed on it, right? And we have this tension. We have this animosity. There's this energy exchange between the two of us. And I'm sitting there so aroused in this emotion, so alive in this story. And I just close my eyes and I feel into my body and I'm doing this right now as I'm recording this podcast, like I can take myself there because it was just eight hours ago. And I'm sitting there and I'm closing my eyes and feeling into my body and I just feel an overwhelm in my system. There's anxiety in my chest. My heart is racing. There's a discomfort in my tummy and my belly, a contraction. Like I just feel like I'm in a fight or flight sympathetic state, like as if my body were protecting me from actual danger, right? Like that is the chemical release. That is the sensation that is going on in my body in this moment. So we're driving and he knows that when I close my eyes and drop in just to give me space and I'm just sitting, I'm, I'm doing the regulating tools, the breath, the tapping, bringing my system down, getting really curious, like what is this? What is the need that is not being met and why is the story so loud? And the first thing when I allowed myself to get completely still and I dropped into my body and I just let go of the fact that we were driving and he was sitting next to me and I really attuned to my system, a memory of me at four years old came up at the babysitter. I can still remember her name, Stacy St. George, Salt Lake City, Utah. And I went there every single week and I was always the last kid to get picked up. And this mom, if you're listening, this is not a rag on you. You did the best you could. This is just a real life example that my four-year-old self knew all the other kids were gone and it was me left, right? And I began to create a story in my four-year-old conscious mind of like, do you not care? Am I not a priority? Like, I don't want to be here any more than you want me to be. I don't want to be here. I want to be gone. Like, come pick me up. I'm so uncomfortable. They're eating dinner. I'm ready to go home. I miss my mom. You don't care. You don't respect me. You don't love me, right? Like, the story gets bigger and it grows and it grows and grows in this four-year-old consciousness. So today, this morning, Cole doesn't show up on time and it's a repeated action, right? And all of a sudden, the story grows in my body like you don't respect my time. You're not um, 
prioritizing me. You're not thinking about me. And so my reaction came literally from a four-year-old consciousness. It came from the stored memory in my body. It came from the 95% subconscious mind that is 26 years old at this point and has acted the same way over and over and over, right? And the higher the emotional quotient, the higher the emotional response or reaction that we have to an event, the more that our body stores it as memory, right? It takes a snapshot, it stores it as memory, it becomes our subconscious, a need was not met, and therefore we have a memory. We have then created protectors to protect us from that memory ever happening again. We get hard, we get rigid. And in my case, I show up for myself, right? Like I'm very rigid, I'll drive myself, I'll take care of myself just to prevent the letdown of somebody else not showing up for me which can be totally justified or like looked at as healthy and it's not, right? We as humans are meant to connect. We're, we're meant to co-nourish each other, to meet each other's needs. And in this instance, I told myself that I was just better off taking care of me, building a wedge between him and not allowing him to take care of me in that capacity. So I'm in the car and I'm still experiencing these emotions, these sensations that's arising, but I'm getting clarity, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, like four-year-old me wanted someone to show up on time, wanted someone to pick me up. And the story that I told myself is that I was not important. I was not a priority. I was not desired, loved, worthy, whatever it was stored in my body. And then from there, It was a belief that was created and we as humans will do anything to reiterate that our beliefs are true. So 26 years old, I'm responding from that space still, right? And it took me a minute and then I started to open up verbally to him because he's really safe space and I was like, babe, I don't understand why this is so charging to me. Why This is so frustrating to me. I know you care about me. I know you're not trying to hurt me, but the story I'm telling myself and the human experience that I am having is that you do not care about me. You don't care and you've shown up in this way and yada, 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 right? So, and then of course he met me and shared his human experience, which was so different, right? He was like, babe, I was getting stressed knowing that you were getting stressed, but I had to feed the dog. I couldn't find my keys. I was moving at a hundred miles an hour, right? So the story on the other side was so different from that in which I perceived, which reminds me a lot of this metaphor that I learned once and I love so much. It's like if Cole and I were going to lunch, right? And I said, hey, meet me at this spot. And he's across, he's on one side of the street and I'm on the other side of the street and a truck pulls between us so we can't see each other. I haven't yet acknowledged that he's there, right? And on one side of the truck is a blue advertisement and on the other side of the truck is a white advertisement. So he calls me and he's like, babe, where are you? I'm like, I'm by the white truck. He's like, "Mm, I don't see a white truck. I see a blue truck. I'm like, babe, don't be so blind. The white truck right in front of the restaurant. He's like, babe, there's no white truck. There's a blue truck. I'm like, you're such an idiot. (laughs) Maybe it escalates. Maybe you're frustrated with that person. You're like, dude, what? And then the truck goes by and you see each other on the other side of the street and you notice that in fact his side was blue and your side was white. You can't tell that person that their human experience was wrong, right? They are acting based on their parts, their younger parts that are stuck, frozen in time, their memories that are stored in the subconscious of their body. So the more that we get to communicate that and have compassion for that and share the human experience, the more vulnerably we get to be, the more we open up this understanding and compassion and acknowledgement for each other. So not to say that the day went perfect, 
there was definitely still some tension. I had to work through it, but I was met. And it's so important that we first meet ourselves in our experience. We get curious about the emotion that's coming up. And if it's really ours or if it's our three-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old self that's responding to a trigger, an environmental situation that when we go to our stored memory has proof that it wasn't safe, right? So this is just a real lifetime thing that I wanted to share because I'm like, it's so real and it happens all the time, right? In different spectrums. Maybe it's just a small emotional impulse that comes up, but maybe it's something like I had today where it's this full emotional reaction to such a little thing. And when we get clear on why that is, we begin to learn about ourselves. And the good news is that neuroplasticity is the brain's ability to adapt and change based on experiences and learning, right? So the process in the brain stimulates and is we're able to rewire. So now that I have this awareness around this circumstance, I'm like, okay, there's this younger part of me that feels X, Y, Z when he doesn't show up. I have this awareness. It's brought then from my subconscious into my conscious and there's space now. For me to get really real on that story, to evolve through the spaces that are not true anymore, right? For me and my evolved self to say, thank you so much for protecting me. I understand your needs and I am going to reparent you and love you and show you how safe it is to be late and to be flowy or whatever it is to to be in your essence and not respond and react in that way. So I've jabbed long enough. I really would love to have Cole on just to talk about, again, how we navigated this as a couple, how we communicated it. So if you have a partner, stay on. But even if you don't, this is so important to learn with friends, family, colleagues, anybody in your life. So I hope this was helpful and we're going to welcome Cole on. Okay. Welcome Cole and two puppies. So I don't know how this is going to go, but we're here. This is great. We tried to record a second ago and my dog kept barking. Yeah, take two. But if you hear a bark... So, babe, he's like, what am I doing? What are you having me on for? And we're just going to ask you some questions. But I shared with my audience the experience that we had this morning, and I took them through how I processed it even in your truck on the way to the gym. And I just want to shed light on how to communicate when couples go through this experience and not only are able to navigate the emotions that come up for them and the stories that they're living in and how different that could be from their partner, but how to hold the space and create the space in that communication to one another. As a dog's <laughs> chewing on I your foot, know. thinking it's a bone. <laughs> He's chewing on my foot and we're hunched over one mic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hi. Mm, so this is a good experience. <laughs> and I'm sure that you've already told everyone how, how wrong well, you were today. How well, uh, how well you handled and how wrong I was is probably the context, right? That is a little bit of the context. Uh, now I took radical responsibility. And I acknowledge that the four-year-old consciousness me and tied it back to how I really do believe that that's a younger version of me that wants to be showed up, shown up for. Hmm. And I think that really does come down to why I'm so rigid a little bit too. I'm like, no, screw it. I don't want to create this scenario in which someone can let me down. So I'm really rigid in my routine and showing up for myself in this way. Mm. And I'm curious how, you know, how to begin to bring that to my awareness and and how we can navigate this differently moving forward. Yeah. Do we want to talk about how <laughs> we communicated it or yeah, were you wanting to hear it. my side or what? Yeah. <laughs> What's the... let's, 
you do a really beautiful job and you're the only male that I know and that I've been in relation with that I can close my eyes and you give me the space and when I come out of it be able to kind of word vomit and Mm. express to you that I'm confused at the emotions that arose but I know that the sensation is real and that the experience that I'm having is very real right even though that is could be named a silly scenario I think when I really feel into my body, it was a really real experience for me that you weren't meeting me, mm-hmm. that you didn't respect my time, that you were, yeah, like mm-hmm. that's that's my story. And the reality of what you were doing was completely different. But how do you, I guess, how do you move your ego aside and your pride aside long enough to listen to me and let me complete that emotion and what comes up for you as I do that? I just think it's important to ask yourself, like, what do I want out of this conversation? Like if I just want to fight, then sure, I can yell, this is my side and that's not true. And I can go straight in defensive. And if I truly want to honor the relationship and bring us closer together, then I know that that's not going to accomplish what I want. And so for me, it was, like you said, allowing you to have the space, but then inviting you to like, okay, so like, tell me what, what's, what's happening. Because in my perspective, here's, kind of what I saw and felt, but like, it's, it feels like this was a much bigger deal. Can you explain like where this is coming from and, you know, being able to have that space, but also not accusing and saying, here is my perspective and how I felt, you know, tell me why this feels different to you or seems to feel different and making sure to portray it as like, it's not a right or wrong. I just want to understand and seeking connection and understanding, not defense and accusation. I think at least open the space for that conversation. Yeah, you're really good at not going straight into defense, which is what I almost expect you to do because everyone before me or, you know, even my dad and other male figures in my life have jumped to a defensive mechanism when mm-hmm. they feel like they're being attacked or being wrongly accused, etc. So you really do. You really do. Like you, I think you taking your wall down and allowing me to complete the thought is big too because I think I'm still just navigating out loud and landing in your safe space of what's happening so you create that and the clear intent that we are Mm -hmm. moving through this together it's not a me versus you and I think another thing that we're really good at in our relationship most days is taking radical responsibility I think that when we do have a rupture I tend to really go inward of like what is this? Like what part of me is coming up? What is the old story or what is the situation that I'm projecting upon you that might not be true? And you do the same thing. Now, when we come together in communication around that, it can get like every other couple, right? Lost in translation. And that's almost when I think we go into the, but you, but you, but you a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I think initially we really do go into that. What did I bring to the situation and what can I learn from this? Because it's all an energetic exchange and if we just keep reacting the same way that we do over and over again, right? You and I, and most people will never make it. It's about the evolution through those moments and ruptures and the proper repair on the other end. I think again, reminding yourself of the purpose of the conversation is to understand and reconnect. But when you're coming back together, it's even or when you're actually sharing your sides and your hurts and your perspective, that's when the ego can really come up. And I think for me, the, the part that we probably need to grow in, but the part that also still has helped us succeed is that we do own our stuff first. It's the times that we aren't owning our stuff fully is when we, there's more heightened emotions. I think from the other party, like, I think when both of us say like, here is 
where my frustration is and here's how it felt to me and I hear yours and I equally validate that. Like, how can we bridge that gap and move forward and how can I help you and how can you help me? I think that's when there's the most growth and moving forward and peace. I think the part that everyone in general probably needs to grow in, but the part that leaves us, you know, wanting more or causes more frustration is the times we don't fully own that stuff. And we still think like, okay, that other person is like not really saying what they did or it's mm -hmm. all my fault or, mm -hmm. but I think the, the true connection comes when there's full ownership of, yeah, like I, I understand like you had an emotional thing, but I still had a part to that mm -hmm. and I'm going to do my part to fix it. Like, mm -hmm. and I'm not upset as long as you're willing to say the same thing that this is the reality of the situation. And it was a big part was my fault. Mm -hmm. Yes, you had a part too, but like I'm owning my place and how do we move forward? Yeah. How are you feeling now around it all? Mm, I think there's um, – I think the situation itself is fine. I think there's other things that that brings up that we need to talk through and work through mm -hmm. that um, I don't think we fully owned or fully made it through, but I think the – the initial situation is fine. Like I know that I, I have different views of time and of like rigidity and schedule and it's, you know, things are very flowy for me because it's, you know, as long as it gets done or we're moving in the right direction, like I'm, it's not a big deal always time-wise to me, but I also understand you have a different perspective. So I'm working on that and I'm going to be a little more concise and, you know, on time on those things. Um, yeah. And I think you're doing the same, but I think there's other things that that brought up too that, that happened today that I'm, you know, we're still processing through For that sure. we haven't talked through. Yeah, and I and I ask you that because it's like we're not complete, right? Just because we have right. communicated effectively and because you have held the space and I've been able to navigate this experience doesn't mean it's done and gone, right? Like mm -hmm. it's an ongoing process. I think people want quick fixes. Mm -hmm. And you and I could easily swipe this under the rug, but we know better, right? We know we're going to wake up tomorrow and you're going to be two minutes late or the next day or whatever. And this same situation is going to occur. So how we navigate it moving forward with this newfound awareness, which is a gift if if we take it and run with it. But, but I just want to be real with people. Like just because we had this conversation and you held the space so beautifully and no. I was able to navigate it doesn't mean it's fixed. No, right? it doesn't mean there's not still frustration or – But we have a better understanding. Or, yeah, there's definitely yeah. a better understanding and that's the the first step into – growth is being able to collide and have those tough conversations. Like doesn't mean that the, the growth is going to happen immediately. Just like after I work out and my muscles are torn down and now I'm recovering and drinking protein or mm -hmm. eating good food. Doesn't mean it's like the growth happens immediately. There's going to be a period of recovery, but then yeah. the growth happens on the other side. But I, if I don't start that process of the healing it never will happen. Yeah. I'll just name this too. Like me being able to close my eyes in your truck and go into my body and process and share an emotion. Like that's a lot of work. I was not able to do that for the first five, six, seven months of our relationship. Mm -hmm. So creating the safety and the trust for one another to be able to communicate in that capacity and for you to hold the space is a practice, right? Mm -hmm. And I think leading up to that is just consistency of me showing up vulnerable, trying to express an emotion, you not jumping to a conclusion or answering or finishing my sentences, but just allowing me to move through mm -hmm what I'm trying to say for my women or even men who have a hard time articulating their emotions or expressions or why they feel the way they do. I first encourage you to, you know, go inward and start to get curious with yourself, but also just practice explaining mm -hmm. 
because I think we rob ourselves of such an opportunity to get to connect further and understand each other deeper by thinking that the other person's not going to receive or or assuming their response, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think if there's heightened emotions and you're having a response to something, you've there's got to be a delicate balance between I don't want to just vomit emotions immediately, so I want to sit and process for a second like you did a very good job of, but at the same time, don't hold it in so long that you aren't able to process through it because sometimes it just needs to be verbally processed mm -hmm. and you need to speak things until you kind of shape them out until like, okay, here's the thing I'm landing on. Like, this is what I'm trying to say where, and as a listener, like as a partner, you have to be able to say that like, okay, I'm going to try to not attach emotion to every single word that's being said, like, let them get it all out. Let them finish their thought. Usually it's the last, you know, <laughs> few seconds of like, okay, this, mm -hmm. this thing is what I'm really getting at. Mm -hmm. And once you've let them process out. So I just think like both as the communicator side and the listener, like, communicator side you need to have the balance between taking some time so it's not an emotional attack back or vomit but not waiting too long to where you can't actually process through you're just holding resentment and in the receiver like hold enough space and let them like process through things and know that you know they may say some things that aren't exactly valid or true that mm -hmm. like give them some time to process through it takes reps takes reps mm -hmm. it takes you not being attached to the other person's experience. I, I named the truck analogy earlier in this podcast of like my experience, you and I could wake up same bed, have coffee, do the same thing and have a completely different human experience throughout the day based on our thoughts, feelings, emotions, beliefs, patterns, right? So just allowing the person to have their experience, not taking it personally and detaching, right? It allows you the spaciousness to see them, to perceive them, to understand them without your own emotions coming up, bubbling up, getting in that defense, ego, pride, things that keep people really stuck in relationships and really unable to have that healthy flow of communication, I think. 100%. So are you sorry then? Mm -hmm. Just kidding. Mm, so sorry. <laughs> hmm. What's one takeaway? One takeaway. <laughs> I think the important thing is we have to once you've had those conversations and you've processed through them and you've created a resolution around here's here's the areas we've both owned and need to grow in like the hard part is reconnecting after that i think that's the space we're in is like cool we've talked about this stuff but i'm still like emotionally still feeling frustration mm -hmm. and, and disconnect and, disconnect and how do not you, being stubborn enough to yeah really quick how do you process through a situation like that because i named earlier in the episode how i'm able to I mean, I reacted fully from a space of like, I'm hurt. You did this. The story was so real, right? And so I went into that mode and it took my conscious awareness and my conscious ability to get out of that and to grasp on what the really underlying conversation under the conversation, if you will, was. So how do you, maybe from a different perspective, if someone didn't resonate with how I do it, did, like just – if I have something that I'm yeah a navigate your reality and, and begin to question question it um, I think it's from a more less emotional side more like logical and like kind of masculine side is like radical responsibility is something that I try to always have like whether it's our business whether it's our relationships whether it's a scenario that I've you know, gone through throughout my day is like I 
you know, even if you can logically look at it and say, that wasn't really my fault. Like I just think it just happened to me. It's like, how did I put myself in that position for that to happen? And so, you know, for this situation, like I could have had an emotional reaction right back to you. And like, this is ridiculous. Like I, I was like, I have plenty of reasons just to be upset too. Like you're not per like can have those same thoughts or you can stop it and say, okay, like maybe there's a lot of emotion on that side. Is it all valid? Uh, their experience is valid. The reason behind it, maybe not like it's probably not fair in some of it, but there's still a lot that I can own in this. And maybe if I would have done something different, it wouldn't have put us in this situation. So I think like the same is true when I'm emotionally triggered by something that has happened. Like I, I take that same thought of like, okay, like I'm upset. This has happened. What does this look like from their perspective and what can I own and fix now? That doesn't mean you like shove your hurt to the side because that's typically like, that's the struggle I have is like, I'm too understanding and too like too willing to just own mine immediately. And then I'll push my frustrations to the rug, which seems okay in the moment, but then it boils up and then, you know, becomes like extreme patience for months at a time. And then an explosion of just like, I'm done. Like I'm not dealing with this anymore. Like, which that's not healthy either. And so that's how I process through things, but there's gotta be improvement on my end too. Yeah. There's gotta be communication. Cause then I'm like, okay, cool. We're complete. And all the while, right. You're holding mm -hmm. something and vice versa. Something that I named to you the other night that I've been doing every single night this week is taking inventory of my day and looking for energetic leaks. So I will literally play my day from the beginning to the end and think about anywhere in my day that there was a rupture or a space that I didn't act from my highest, best, most loving self. And I will literally replay it in my head and then I will redirect it. Like I will create a new scenario of how my best, highest, most loving, most godly self would have reacted. And I think what I'm noticing in that practice doing it daily is it, it all comes down to my reactions with you most days because how nice. I show up in work and how I show up in other areas is, is, I mean, it just goes to prove that relationships are really difficult, but it's also bringing to my conscious awareness how much you can just kind of give your spouse your shit <laughs> and like give them the leftovers of your day and give them the leftover parts of you, especially showing up for clients and being in an energetic space all day where I'm holding the rest of you, not the best of you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. yep. You do that too. I do that. Too. <laughs> I do. We both, uh, are very loud, energetic, bubbly personalities and bright. And we tend to have perfection when we show up to others and energy and excitement and then kind of shut off for each other, for each mm -hmm. other yeah. which has got to be a safe space. But then we also like often take it too far to where it's like, I bring nothing to you mm -hmm. now. Like just kind of flump. Like here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing else. Same routine mundane days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a good little therapy session. Mm -hmm. Anything else Love we need to talk about? Love you. Oh, let me think. Let me look. It's for another episode, for another day. Did you tell him how you forgot your pants at the gym? No, I left that mm. part out, babe. Thank that one's you. the best part of the story. <laughs> no, we didn't even make it to anything on time anyway. Today was Oh, so you didn't even give your, your end of the not timeliness and forgetting stuff. Cool. How Love that. Oh, cool. Come on. So just for some context, even though I was a little behind this morning, um, we still made it fully on time and everything, but someone else You're forgot their so <laughs> someone else forgot their pants and had to rewear their workout shorts and dry them in the dryer. Yeah, and uh, still made it out in time to go to yeah, church. That's fair. And I was, I was what about, about your that. sandwich? Oh, 
I'm taking radical responsibility. That was my fault that so his lifetime took 30 minutes to, to make a sandwich. And let's just be really real. I ended up going to church by myself, and yeah. you sat in the car. I listened to a different church on my phone in the car. Because he didn't want to be late, and I was resilient on church, so we're not perfect. In fact, we're mm-hmm. far from mm-hmm. it. But at least we are communicating and navigating and looking inward. I think that's what we do really and wearing sweaty workout shorts to church (laughs) sitting in the back row at church in your sweaty workout Mm -hmm. pants you make it work make it work but here we are okay well i hope that was valuable i'm not sure (laughs) i feel like we're done with today wrapping it up people are getting to hear real vulnerability and rawness for sure i love it of here's how we're working on things here's how we did right and then here's what we're still working on yeah if people like this episode, stuff. let me know. I'll have Cole on more. I'll just not we even let him know. We can just have our relational conversations on, not camera, but audio. Yeah. For guys to hear and it's take really value right. in. Yeah. We listen to Date Your Wife podcast with Garrett and Daniel. Mm-hmm. Right? They really inspired us and allowed us to be kind of open in our relationships. Just like vulnerability is just saying you'll go first, right? Showing up in your relationship as is all the imperfections and being relatable. Mm-hmm kind of some people that are big in the fitness space were speaking as well. And I don't know if you've told us the podcast, but they were very raw, uh, or real, real raw, vulnerable, (laughs) all three of those words in in one role. Mm -hmm. Um, and someone asked just about their relationship and said, you know, how do you guys do it? Like you guys do all these things and you guys seem so happy and you're amazing. And the husband just spoke up and owned. He's like, well, let's just be real. Like we're not good right now. And we're like, not doing a very good job. yeah, we're just not like, we're not in a good spot right now. We're not doing the best. The truth is we're together all the time We're we travel together. We go on these things together. We speak together. We have these meetings together. We work in the same building. We sleep together. But the last time I truly saw you was two months ago on a you know vacation we had together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we haven't connected really since then and not really the point of the conversation, but the, the beauty for us was them just owning that and mm-hmm. saying, but like, we're working on it mm-hmm. and we have a, you know, <laughs> we're here and we've been fighting for us mm-hmm. and we're not looking for a way out we just know we're in a you know construction zone right now we're working on things yeah I so think that, the biggest that inspired us. yeah sorry to interrupt you the biggest disservice is people showing up with their highlights only and not being vulnerable and honest allowing the rest of us to compare our status right and this realness gets to be here like i don't want someone to ever look at my page and not know the depths of us and the things that we go through and are able to navigate through and how much work we just name Mm-hmm. how much work a relationship takes so if if you want a successful relationship and one of growth and expansion it's going to take work it's going to take great it's mm-hmm. going to take pride aside and and un- discomfort honestly you can't be comfortable in a relationship i'm learning and if you try we heard this earlier too that someone stopped growing right if there's yeah. no conflict there's no or conflict healthy or- healthy uncomfortableness, no one's yeah. either one person is checked out or one person's not growing Speaking of checking out, I'm about to check out for the day and wake up on a new day tomorrow. But I'm proud of us today, yeah. honestly. But I know it was rough, but I think we both reflected. I think we can learn from it. And I think having this new awareness of how one another operates and how we work is, is huge. Proud of us. Proud of you. Thanks. If you guys like this episode and you like hearing raw conversations between Cole and I, let me know. Share it on Instagram. Tag. Find our handles in the show notes. And thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you have an amazing week.